1: Good
2: morning! Welcome everybody to the Donna and Steve show. Or experience, if you will. On my talk one oh seven one, everything entertainment. It's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, that's us. And we've got... Super producer Don McClain with us. I'm just still trying to learn to talk today. No, you know. You know. Working on it. First day with the new tongue. We're not going <laughs> to hold it against
3: you. <laughs> it's just amazing what doctors can do. Yeah,
2: it's true. We're no, trust me, Dawn, it, it It's hard sometimes. Jeez.
3: May I uh, just deep tease out, as you said, the Don and Steve experience. Yes. It reminded me of something that occurred last night. Uh, I hope that you listen today at 1015, where we will do a full breakdown of our big night out. It was Donna, it was Stevie Boy, and it was DJ Rock Lobster at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Our first time doing an event together. And uh, it was an interesting, interesting thing. Uh, Regarding the Don and Steve experience, regarding, uh, regarding Clomp clumps, a whole thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Claws, <laughs> lobster claws, everything.
3: Oh, gosh. A lot uh. of fun. Uh, we also have Throwback Thursday music trivia coming up today in our three. I love it. That's at 11:30. And at 10:30, we'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. But we begin with our All Rise. The oh, honorable gosh. juror number 12 you guys. is presiding. Donna Valentine has been a juror two times, two times. And she. Is watching Pluto TV in the afternoon to follow the Amber Heard Johnny Depp.
2: We went to, you know, Chan Hessen Dinner Theater last night. And prior to that, I sat there with my, I was getting ready with my laptop on the trial while I'm getting ready. I'm like, I can't turn this off now. The roller coaster ride that is this defamation trial is just unbelievable. It's more
3: dramatic than Footloose. (laughs)
2: Very much so. And it's it's really taking my emotions on this roller coaster ride, because at first, you know, it's very easy. Johnny Depp presents his his side of the story, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's trying to defend himself uh, or she's trying to defend herself against um, um, defamation charges that she defamed him in an article where she talked about um, domestic abuse. Okay, so Johnny's telling this story. As he's telling his story and his witnesses are telling their story, you're like, okay, this woman is bonkers, right? You're like, sure. she's manipulative, she's this. he's got you believing that.
3: Yeah, the, the, the public opinion Seem to have really gone in favor of Johnny Depp after the first couple of weeks of the trial.
2: Absolutely, without a doubt. Okay, so now she has taken the stand, and her testimony she's composed, uh, albeit she seems a little rehearsed. Okay, which I don't think is so un excuse me so uncommon to go over the questions that are going to be asked by her lawyer over
0: and over and over.
2: Yeah. So, um you know whether or not you think she engaged in like mind games and physical violence too uh her testimony was beyond damning uh it, she gave numerous detailed examples of Johnny Depp's alleged abuse scenarios which she placed eye or ear witnesses uh making her testimony i think more credible um you know, at first I was like, oh, she's a bad witness. She's not she's not doing great. And then you listen and the more you listen, the more you go, she sounds just like an abused woman. Mm-hmm. Um she gave uh examples of when the uh Johnny Depp's children were present um where he was sneaking drinking and He did like this funny belly flop off this boat that he was selling to J.K. Rowling and they were having one last, you know, kind of (laughs) what because he had money problems and he had to sell it and he was angry about it. So he's drinking. He belly flops. His daughter, according to Amber Heard's testimony, is very upset and scared. She's 14 years old at the time. Johnny Depp gets back on the boat, sees her hugging her, you know, uh, his daughter and then says, "Hey, excuse us for a second, Lily Rose," and goes into a back room and just starts berating her. slam, according to her testimony, slams him against the wall and says, "He thinks that she outed him for drinking."
3: Hmm. Okay. No, you just said slams he, him against the wall. I'm sorry. Did you mean slams her. Yes, against I'm the sorry. Wall? According
2: Allegedly. to her testimony, he slammed okay. her. I stand corrected. Um. And held her by her neck. So it's story after story like this. Um, hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't remember some of this. The fir- she talked about the first time he ever hit her. It was, they were sitting on his or her couch. And she said, what is that? It looked like just lines on his arm. And she was questioning a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And he said, it says, why no? You know, that's that tattoo that he had. Changed to wino forever because he broke up with Winona Ryder mm-hmm. and it said Winona forever. And and she she started laughing and she said that he slapped her and then she didn't know what to do. So she laughed again. She was just completely in shock. You're talking mm-hmm. about a 26-year-old woman with this, I don't know, 48-year-old guy, you know... It's just, it's looking really not so good right now. So it'll be interesting to see how Amber Heard does under cross-examination where she's not super rehearsed.
0: No, right. Right.
2: You know, she talks about him holding a dog, one of their little dogs, out the window of a moving car. There were multiple witnesses in that case in the car. She talked about how nobody held him accountable for things. Because everyone was kind of afraid. You know, Mm -hmm. he was late for some kind of video or film shoot. And people were calling and going, you got to get him over here. He's late. He's holding up production. They get him to production. And nobody says a word to him about being late. Nobody Mm -hmm. holds him accountable. So that's the kind of thing that she was dealing with. You probably already heard about the cavity search when he thought that she took his cocaine yeah um just really just awful stuff so here's the interesting thing though there was one point where he smirked or or kind of giggled while other people were looking on you know recoiling you know in their seats and he's just kind of giggling about it which kind of feels like a continuation of the abusive behavior sure um and the other thing was he, he and his team aren't really reacting very much, which makes me think they were expecting all of this, mm, all of these sure. allegations to come up. Do you I have would imagine, to you would know imagine what they, the questions are? Is that a part of a trial? I don't think you need to know the questions, but you need to know who the witnesses are. Okay.
3: And I would think that, you know, his lawyers.
2: And the evidence. Mm. So, yeah, you'd need to know the evidence. Sorry, Steve.
3: And witness lawyers say, listen, before we do this, we're going to spend today. And you tell me all of the worst things that you think could be brought up, right. all of them, in right. this safe place, so that I can figure out how to respond, counterpunch sure. to all that. Quick question, uh, and I think I know the answer, but I just want to clarify for maybe anyone who has not followed it as closely as the honorable juror number twelve, two-time juror Donna Valentine. <laughs> it, it, this is a civil, this is a defamation oh, yeah. situation, meaning he can't there cannot be, not be no. criminal charges Mm-mm. that could come from. De- these allegations of domestic abuse.
2: No. that okay. the, I mean, correct.
3: No yes. one's going to win this, right? No one's going to win this. No one's going to get their 50 million. Nobody's going to get a penny. This is going to go Judge Judy at the end of this, don't you think? This is all he
2: said, she said.
3: And then it's... the judge is going to say, both of you guys, go get your lives in order. Treat your next person better. You were bad. You were bad. And okay, I, I feel like this is going Judge Judy at the end of this. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But... Some, you think somebody's going to win any money in this?
2: I, I can't see it happening. In the
3: millions?
2: I don't know. Uh, see, this we is why it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, anyway, today's the last day of testimony for a week uh, because the judge is going to like some conference that was pre scheduled. So, I these tickets to Comic Con.
3: <laughs> we we plan to go to Coachella years ago before this came yeah,
2: out. Sorry, guys.
3: Uh, all righty. Hey, when we come back, we will take a breather from all that. If anything develops uh, today, Juror number 12, Donna Valentine, will be sure to keep you in the know so you can keep it right here. Uh, we got some Cinco de Mayo fun facts. It is Cinco de Mayo 20 years ago. Movie trivia, my friends. In 2002, on this day, the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man became the first movie to do this
2: Hmm.
3: in its opening weekend. Can you figure it out? We'll tell you when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
2: Good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun, y'all. Right, Steve?
3: <laughs> you said it. Thank you.
2: Hit us. Huh.
4: Hit us. Hit us.
0: I
2: mean, I hit us like with that. that intro. Sorry, yeah, coming off you, that last story. She is yeah.
0: a good idea. She's the one that did it. So yeah. she was asking. Yeah. She pressed the button. Yeah. The people <laughs> yes. weren't supposed
2: to know that though. Oh whoops. Well, you know,
3: actually while we're talking about things that I don't think we should say anymore on this show, oh, okay. like hit us. Um also, <laughs> even though I'm sure it was acceptable in court, I am not personally comfortable with the term ear witnesses. Ear witnesses. Oh,
0: eye and ear witnesses.
3: I didn't know what you meant by that. Oh, okay. Somebody saw it, somebody heard it. Exactly. And I get it. I understand what it means. Yeah. It's just, I just feel like we're better than that.
2: Well, how would you like me to describe it? Audio Um, witnesses, visual um, witnesses?
3: uh, That's better. There were also people who heard stuff.
0: Heard things and saw things.
3: Hmm. Ear witnesses. I don't think I like the word ear paired with anything else.
2: Huh. Earache?
3: Sounds painful. Earworm. Ear muff, I don't like I don't class. like earworm either. Okay, earworm. All muff. right, good
2: to know. Ear. duly Thank noted. You. Thank you. Oh, Unicorn.
3: <laughs> we're uh, we're what almost 5 years into this and we're still getting to know each other. That's five what makes it years. exciting. Well, we've really only been on for four and a half years. I'm just rounding up. Wow, that's been a long time. we keep waiting for our bosses, by name Dan Seaman and Amy Daniels, to burst in someday mid-show with the birthday cake and the streamer <laughs> situation. Yeah, okay. As they play back clips, they'll bring in family members of ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> 20 years ago, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. We'll talk Thank a you. little Cinco Gracias. de Mayo here in a moment. Uh, 20 years ago, some fun things that happened on this day, the year was 2002, the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man became the first movie to do this in its opening weekend. Any guesses?
2: Can you say it again? I want to make sure I understand the question here.
3: 20 years ago on this day, the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man became the first movie to do this in its opening weekend.
0: Mm, okay. Is this a dollar
2: amount That's what situation? I was say, yeah. It has
0: to be a box office total.
3: It is a box office total.
0: I'm just still t- 20 Toby years ago. 20 is, years ago. Yeah. 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 What? Don't show 2002? You much...
3: <laughs> 2002. It reached oh $20 God. God. I million.
0: Dollars. I think it's more than that.
3: The Tobey Maguire version of Spider Man on this day 20 years ago became the first movie to break 100 million in its opening weekend. Wow.
0: Oh, boy one
3: hundred and fourteen million oh. uh incidentally now this weekend they think that into the my mi- my mi- mi- uh, doctor strange thing yeah, okay. the doctor strange situation i think will earn around hundred and eighty million dollars
0: oh my gosh are there have you have been kidding others
3: me? that have won- uh, that have made i think close oh, to $300 million?
0: Oh, yeah it's crazy yeah. it's crazy hmm. hmm I wonder if that'll happen now because of the s- post pandemic not it's not post. It's happening. People are still getting COVID. People's yeah. fear of going to the theater. I know so many people that don't go.
3: Whereas, yeah, i, I'm, I Yeah, I haven't been to the theater in. I've been to the theater one time since the pandemic started. It was over Quithmouth, and we saw Sing Two, which I thought was so good. I thought it was so entertaining. Uh, that being said, I'm. We're declaring this the summer of movies, and I'm kicking it off with Donna. Hey, Don. Yeah. Do you want to come to see Maverick with us? What is it? Maverick is the Top Gun sequel.
0: Oh, with you and Donna?
3: With mm-hmm. me, Donna, yeah. DJ Rock Lobster, and we we will probably see it its second week of release. So the week after Memorial Day, Yeah, sometime that week, maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday at... one thirty p.m.
0: Great. Yes. Win? Yes. 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 Woo! yes. Party of
2: four.
3: anybody? Woo!
0: I was a 20. little perplexed as to the Chanhassen thing. I was like, oh, well. Yeah, we oh, sure. You hear oh, yeah, about you that.
3: You, yeah, now we have to talk about our super fun night out that didn't include Dawn. I mean, it's let's see the elephant in the room. We don't know how to do this split custody thing. We are the kids, Donna and I. Management is the parents. We don't know. We just keep getting new people that get ushered into our lives and out of our lives. We don't know what to do. So when they say, hey, you go spend time with your Uncle Rocco now, then we do that. And if they say, go spend time with your Aunt Dawn, then we'll go do that. (laughs) We are the ones who are getting hurt here. (laughs)
0: True. I'm just kidding. I know. It's it's a joke. I mean, I went to Hopkins for no reason the oh. day before, so why would I want to go that far? No. Did I Elizabeth text Affleck. you? I
3: texted Elizabeth oh, Reese. Oh, shoot. I
0: think she did, and I don't know if I replied. She probably I, thinks I'm I mad at her. her. It so was, was like, like when like I was driving. Oh, my gosh. Okay,
3: go on. Um, 28 years ago in 1994, on this day, as a punishment for spray painting graffiti all around Singapore, an American teenager named Michael Fay received four lashes with a four-foot-long half-inch split bamboo rod. Do you remember the caning? They called it caning, and I remember this story what vividly. What year?
2: 94. In the States, did you say?
3: No, no, no. Remember, this was Michael Fay, and he was in Singapore. Oh, sure, An yes. American teenager, and then yes. he did graffiti and got caned. Oh. And I vividly remember this story at the age of 10. I think my mom wasn't too aware of shielding us from anything as children.
2: <laughs> well, maybe. If a caning well, story
3: came on, I'd be like, yeah, maybe we can I
2: do have to say talk about that, later. that is a huge trigger for my anger when I see all the graffiti on 35W. <laughs> you and Jason. Oh, you my and- God. Well, he's so like- what do you want to
3: do? Bring back caning?
2: I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe geez. we can discuss some, you know. Juror
3: number 12 is going to institute caning in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Uh, when we come back, why Kim Cattrall left sex in the city, according to. By you and me, Good morning. Really welcome back. Thanks for listening. Late. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Hey, Steve.
3: My mom just texted me and said, as far as I know, you haven't graffitied anything, right? (laughs) And then I remembered my cousin Ryan and I, what a stupid thing to do. I was maybe nine or 10 and he had paint. And then the houses were very close together in Springdale, Pennsylvania. And we got a paintbrush and we painted right. On the neighbor's house, like <gasps> in between the houses, there's like cinder block at oh. sort of the lower part of the house, and we painted it. And I remember, oh, I would have been in later so that afternoon. <laughs> my aunt Joan called and she s- asked for me. And after I said hello, I will never forget the first things out of her mouth were, "I could wring your neck," <gasps> and I was like, "Oh, mm. sorry." Did you know what forget- it was about? Oh, pfft, did I, I mean, know? Because
0: after you did it, did you stand back and go, wow, that really stands out?
3: Oh, it stood. It was like white paint on a cinder block wall. <laughs> yeah. It was a blatant, who the heck just painted this? <clears throat> so yeah, guys, I guess I have done graffiti, and I guess if I was left to Donna, I would have been caned by now.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did not formally
3: say I was for caning. I- implied. It is you a know, real bummer, though all objection. the graffiti on 35 on thirty five W North. What's
2: up with all that's the that's what I'm saying? It makes me so mad. So, like I'm just like, yeah!
3: you know what? And it's on new walls too. That's Here's why. my theory. If it, I know, and if it's gonna happen, commission it. That's what that's what the mayor should do. That's just what commission Jason it now.
0: Said you
2: know. Yes. Oh, is that right?
0: Yes, he's like, let's get this yeah funded. Like, it can be
3: really cool yeah. looking, but you know what? If someone's gonna graffiti. Uh the wall, then they'll graffiti the artwork later. Oh, you know, yeah, exactly. It's a bummer.
2: And there was a guy getting rid of the graffiti this morning. I'm like, So now you're giving this guy like more
0: Stupid work to do. Can they make less permanent type of spray paint? Why can't spray paint just be like water? You can wash it off really quickly because it's super hard to remove and costs a lot of money. Do you think that the people
3: though who are doing it who are doing it are gonna be like, give me whatever goes away after fourteen? They'll always look for the most permanent. Because we still made the permanent you
0: have to prove that you're doing something with the spray paint. You know, constructive.
2: When I was in college, I did a you know, the, today's version of a PowerPoint presentation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but it was a slideshow o- presentation. Yeah. Was it about, yeah, 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 was it yeah. About Graffiti. Yeah, and it was. Uh, so I went into New York City with my friend Rob, and we rode around and just took all these pictures of graffiti, and then made slides out of them. And and I can remember the voiceover today how it ended. Mm-hmm. It went. Graffiti.
3: Wait, hold on. It went. Oh, but it was so dramatic. (laughs)
2: How old were you again, Donna? Oh, like 19. Well, do it with your Jersey accent. Graffiti. Art or
3: destruction?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I ended it with like some mind blowing, you know.
2: Oh,
3: man.
0: Did you persuade them throughout the slideshow that it was destruction? I can't remember. Everybody gave you
3: snacks. Art or destruction.
0: Oh my God! Graffiti,
2: art or destruction?
3: Boy, and you really and I thought I was trouble, really good. You have trouble mimicking your old accent too, because that sounds much more like what's her name? Warzone.
2: Oh, what? Yoko Ono. yoko ono. <laughs> Warzone. <laughs> um, no, I usually have a hard R. Art or destruction.
0: <laughs> that doesn't even sound good. Yeah, I'm really bad.
3: We need the druggist tape always at the ready. <laughs> do you know
0: what a druggist?
3: is? You know is? what a
0: druggist is? All right, I'll well, little... tell you.
3: Do oh, you need me to do this again? Oh, okay. Oh, oh no. Now I'm going wife... into Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> a man's geez.
2: wife is very sick.
3: A very, very sick.
2: And she <laughs> needs medicine. So her husband. goes, oh, Yeah, okay, yeah. There it. you
3: go. <laughs> yes. Do, you, do you, know you know what a
0: druggist <laughs> is? <laughs>
3: And it was so reminiscent of another tape that was floating around online at that time of a young Bernie Sanders making his way up in Vermont. And he's sitting at a park table, a park table with these six year olds. And he's saying, How many of you know what cocaine is? Who knows what cocaine is? And their and kids they're are like, Coca Cola? Not Coke. You know what I mean. The white stuff, the powder. No, he didn't say all that. But he was berating these kids about cocaine. I was like, oh, Wait, this is great. just pull the reins back. And so I saw that tape was floating around. And then Donna, do you know what a druggist is? Both of these hardened East Coasters just berating young children. How many of you have parents who use Coke, huh? Bernie, oh hey, my hold God. Hold. They're just trying to use the seesaw, man. Simmer <laughs> oh down. Oh, my seesaw. God. Cool it. By the way, we mentioned a seesaw recently. We'll get to Kim Cattrall in a moment. We mentioned a seesaw and how you don't see a lot of seesaws anymore. And somebody emailed us and said they should be at every park and at some workplaces because... It teaches teamwork. The only way that it works is through teamwork.
2: I I guess that's true.
3: So in theory, you and I, we could ditch the office chairs and have a seesaw.
2: (laughs) We should. We should do what uh, Bobby and Cindy, I think, did in their backyard. Oh, yeah, they did that competition. They wanted to break the Guinness Book of World Records for being on the seesaw the longest. Oh, yes. They eventually fall asleep. On the Astro. Carol comes and puts a blanket over Cindy. Wasn't the
3: seesaw (laughs) eventually an anxiety-inducing park uh, ride to get on because it was essentially who weighs more? Uh, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was always was. way up in the air, and people would leave me up there on purpose.
3: Yes, and then they would cherry bomb you, so I'd be up in the air. Uh-huh, I have jump some off. older kid, and then they would jump off, and then boom, your butt slams down to the ground. Now, luckily, they had a they had a rubber tire under ours to oh, soften nice. that, that was sweet. which was nice. But over time, that got pretty <laughs> deflated.
0: We but, didn't well, have it; it was straight on the ground, straight on that Missouri. Yes, yeah, rock.
2: <laughs> we digress, everyone. It's okay. This isn't why you called, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Cattrall? Control. Tim
3: Cattrall. Kim Cattrall.
2: Cattrall. She's finally fessing up about why she was done with sex in the city. She said she already felt like it had run its course for her and uh, after the second movie. But when the talk started concerning a possible third film, she was not happy with the storyline they wanted to give her. Basically, she was going to get unsolicited dirty pictures from Miranda's 14-year-old son, Brady. And she felt that that didn't offer her character any growth. She said, why can't Samantha, who owns her own PR company, uh, maybe she had to sell it because of financial woes. uh, 2008 was tough. Some people are still recovering. She said she had to sell it to some guy who's wearing a hoodie, and that's the dilemma she has. She said it's a scenario that's kind of off the top of one of her reps' heads. And I thought, that's a great idea. I have no idea what she's talking about right now.
3: Hmm. Yeah, she said, lose me.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: So she's just giving another alternative to, like, why don't they do a story about this? Or yeah. did that really happen on the show? Because I didn't watch. I
2: stopped after a certain time. Yeah. But she lost me at Wiener Picks from
0: kid well that was that was the
3: thank you Donna. plot line that
0: thank they you. threw out they said this is what's gonna happen and,
2: and she goes I yeah, don't want to no. do that yeah that's Good. not gonna happen yeah, that's great. not right so that's her story and she's sticking to it
3: did she also say um I, I saw last night on Twitter that she was talking about there being power in saying no to you know listen face value what she's saying there of feeling like it had had run its course for her in particular um it doesn't have to be the, like a divisive salacious story. It could just be from a creative standpoint we did the second movie, like the second movie got a lot worse reviews than the first movie did and maybe she's thinking, you know what? What a wonderful run it's been. It's time to check out other things. Yeah. I I I, I think that's fine. I get that.
2: I totally do too. I think it's hard when you have other people and you're part of an, you know, a uh,
0: franchise yeah a
2: franchise and part of a what's the word i'm looking for ensemble, Not an en- ensemble is the word thank you Don. Ensemble. um it's kind of hard because i would have a little bit of guilt going am i ruining this for everybody else you know there's the catholic girl it's always oh, living know, inside me
3: oh no donna i you, know thank you
2: uh, but one more story here I wanted to share with you. Uh, you know how we had the story about uh, Kim Kardashian saying, you know, she wanted to fit into that dress that yes. Marilyn Monroe wore. She wanted to wear it to the Met Gala. It didn't fit. She said, give me three weeks. And then she lost 16 pounds. Well, actress Lily Reinhart is calling her out and other celebrities who admitted to starving themselves for the Met Gala. She wrote on Instagram, and I, I really think she's. She makes some really great points. She said so wrong, so bleeped on on hundreds of levels. She added to openly admit to starving yourself for the sake of the Met Gala. When you know very well that millions of young men and women are looking up to you and listening to your every word, the ignorance is otherworldly and disgusting. She later told fans to stop supporting stars whose image revolved around their body. Uh, she's opened up in the past, I guess, about dealing with body issues. But you know, at the time I wasn't even looking at it in that way.
3: Mean either. Which is ignorance. She said it.
2: And then I thought she's so right. Like Kim Kardashian, lover or hater, she is a huge influencer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a billionaire, guys. Yeah. She's got a lot of followers.
3: Yeah. And then to just say that you're, you know, st- I don't. I don't. Did she say she was starving herself? Did she say that like offhanded in an interview? Kim Kardashian. Did she use those words? I wonder. Or or no, I don't know. if, if losing, Lily Reinhardt is suggesting that if to you're, lose sixteen pounds, if you're losing obviously
2: sixteen pounds in in less than three weeks or three weeks,
3: you're calorically said
0: restricted. that she didn't have any carbs, carbs or sugar or sugar. She just ate basically lean protein and vegetables,
3: which I guess and isn't also that bad, wore right? a
0: scuba suit, as I would call it. Yeah, um, and would exercise twice a day in that to uh, drop the the water weight yeah. constantly.
2: Yeah, and then she, she ate pizza and donuts after the Met Gala. It just doesn't really set a healthy example.
3: I'll say this. It's good to live in Minnesota. You know, it's good to like just be Midwest comfortable. The expectations... That we set for ourselves, I think by and large, as a whole, are different than they are on the coast of L.A. and yeah. New York. And it's, uh, I like that.
0: I just don't know when it's, yeah, it's definitely changed a little bit, thank goodness. In the early 2000s, You're it right was like that. everyone was anorexic. Yeah. Remember that? It yep. was just like, I remember a People magazine, uh, just the entire thing was about how thin celebrities were. And on the cover mm-hmm. was Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. um, I think Patricia Arquette and the bones were just sticking out of their oh, chest, man. you know, and then you just flip through and you see all the like, she's a size zero, she's a size one, she's a yeah. size negative. I mean, it was so disturbing. And to me at the time, whenever that sort of made me go, oh, I got to do this too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, really it does. does. It, even if it's even not though, it a conscious a negative negative level. Thing? Yes. Yeah. I went into a tailspin and for quite a while, unfortunately, and. Just so glad that other body types are being accepted in advertising now.
2: And, and different ages. It feels
3: so prevalent in advertising now. Yes. Where, you know, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, even at a place like Target, you'll, you know, you see the big model picture up somewhere. Yes. It's a person. It's a beautiful person, but it's a normal person. And you
0: go, that's what I'm going to look like in those pants.
3: Precisely. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, we've got to go. Yeah. We're going to come back. We have a couple of things regarding, uh, if you see something, say something. So we are seeing that weapon that the attacker of Dave Chappelle when he was on stage at the Netflix is a joke festival, uh, the weapon that he had. Also, some other interesting things regarding this attacker and a big name entertainer, a name that, you know, saying that he's just doesn't want to go on stage anymore, just feels too afraid right now to go on stage with what's been happening. We'll tell you who when we come back. It's Don and Steve on my talk.
2: Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We've got producer Don McLean hanging with us. Hey,
0: girl. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Don. We
3: are. I just uh, turned
0: my mic off, and I don't remember <laughs> to turn it back on.
3: Listen, we just love you. Um, we are about thirty minutes away right now from breaking down what happened last night at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. And in particular, Don, you'll have to listen to this at some point, because in particular, how it ended as Donna and I walked away (laughs) and had knowingly and were delighted to abandon DJ Rock Lobster yeah. was just my favorite part of the oh. night was the very last thing that happened at the end of the night. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay. So what So
3: that's at 10:15. 10, 10:15. 15. 10,
0: 15. Okay. We're going to talk still about be it. be here. I'll just
3: tune yes. in live
0: in the office.
3: Yes. Stream us live worldwide mytuck 1071com
0: I just love just as a side note. For mm-hmm. Rocco, that when we're talking about our headshots that we're getting done in a couple oh, of weeks, what Did, he, did he, respond? he responded and said, "I would also like hairstyling." I know, uh, <laughs> so he is coming in early to get his hairstyled. You know, I love it. What's it going to look like, David much, Cassidy? <laughs>
3: much of our, our story from last night. It's interesting. Watch. It revolves around this thing. Rocco is has been in this business for a very long time, but he is. In many ways, just now, becoming a public persona.
0: Yes.
3: And to say that he is relishing it is a gross understatement.
0: That's right. I agree.
3: It is really delightful to watch. And so... uh, Yeah, he's really embracing it. Which (laughs) He's full-on
2: lobster. Oh, I mean, it is
3: full-on lobster. We now just
2: call him Lobby.
3: Lobby, we were going to lobby.
0: I'm <laughs> going to name him that on the chat here because I put his name in before I leave for oh, no yes. reason. You know, lobby, <laughs> yeah.
3: lobby, lobby. Please
0: wait in the lobby. Oh, uh, so don't
3: it. don't forget to listen at ten fifteen hour two on the podcast.
4: I love hey, it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? You, you you, so Time for if you know. see something, say something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So
3: yesterday, uh, the news, of course, that everybody was talking about, Dave Chappelle at the Netflix is a Joke uh, Festival, comedy festival at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. He was attacked on stage. Somebody just, like, bum-rushed him, got up on stage quick, and attacked him and tried to tackle him. And then we found out that there was uh, some sort of a weapon. Initially, it wasn't clear what weapon the guy had exactly. Did he have a fake gun and a knife? What was it? Was it a fake gun and a fake knife? Turns out it was a real knife sticking out of a fake gun. So the blade... Oh, oh. Sounds like something blade, a
0: third grader would think exactly. up, right? Yeah, a
3: little bit. The blade sticks out of the barrel of the gun, almost like a bayonet.
0: Is it a real
2: knife or it's is it a fake knife? It's a real
3: knife? no no no. Oh, it's a fake a... gun. Very real knife. Okay. Very okay. real sharp knife. Very real, very real well, sharp knife. Well, I heard you could also fold it back in like a switchblade. Oh. Or a lefty. lock blade.
0: Oh hmm. really?
3: There were metal detectors at the venue. Right. But the website Tumza. Hmm? Tumza. TMZ. Tumza. Oh. Website TMZ says there was <laughs> one sucks, entrance man, man. where this guy could have gotten around those metal detectors. This guy also, see something, say something, released a a, a song called Dave Chappelle in 2020. Yeah. But he spelled Dave Chappelle's last name without the E. Uh, Chappelle has two P's, two L's, and there are two E's mm-hmm. in that. So you need to add one more at the end there. Um, but anyway, we're not going to play the track. It's got profanity. Yes. Uh, but it's just a peculiar. And the guy had like thirty-two thousand followers on social media somewhere. So he was something. He was. Oh. A, he had you know some people that were aware of who he was, had some music that he was releasing and stuff like that.
2: I read an article um, about his neighbors. This guy's only twenty-three years old. Oh boy. Um. And whatever Dave Chappelle was saying at the time, apparently this guy was not feeling it. Mm. Um, but his neighbors apparently were saying that he would scream and yell in front of the street every weekend.
3: Every weekend.
2: Oh, that's yeah.
3: Okay, so yeah, there. It there sounds could like be there's some, some instability there. Yes, instability. That yeah is certainly a. Play. He's
2: very troubled. Yes.
3: Now afterward. He, uh, you know, there were pictures of him on TMZ, the attacker, with his face all beat up. It looked like his arm was bent, maybe broken, I oh, guess. Oh, that looked bad. And I tell you what, I, I my, uh, my brother in law was in town yesterday and he said, Did you see, did you see the picture? And I said, Yeah, I saw the picture. And he said, He said something that I will never forget and I will forever use. So I'll credit him this time. <laughs> he said, Hey, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. There you go. <laughs> it's like That is well said. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, my gosh. Now, meanwhile, we've seen the Will Smith uh, slap her around the world with Chris Rock. Now we've seen Dave Chappelle uh, get you know attacked on stage. Howie Mandel yesterday was talking about this and watching these events, and it's gotten him to the point where he's thinking, I don't know that I want to do anything on stage. Here's Howie <laughs> Mandel talking about the recent events.
4: My particular issue was, you know, 40 years in the business, my biggest fear was not 40 years ago was not getting a laugh, was somebody not liking what I said, was maybe somebody being offended and confronting me outside and going, you know, that joke was really offensive. And then cancel culture came along. And then it was like, oh, my God, if somebody doesn't like your joke or you overstepped a line, you could lose your career. And then after the Academy Awards, I said, you know, this is violence triggers violence. And this is one step that kind of opens a door and triggers somebody that if they don't like what you're saying or they're offended by what you're saying, it's kind of okay because it's been done to be violent. And then and that's what my fear was. And then watching what happened to Dave confirmed my fear. And I turned to my wife, you know, I was watching it kind of live on Twitter and I turned to my wife and I said, I don't want to go on stage. I'm just I'm really afraid.
2: Wow, he um, you know, I feel bad. he said f- he's a guy who lives with worry anyway, yeah, he's neurotic, he suffers from depression. This would not be a good place to put himself yes, yeah, wow, and you know That's that'll a shame. probably
3: go away after a while, I would hope, right? you know, that Howie would hope. hopefully get to a point where the atmosphere has he, restabilized, and he feels comfortable and confident going back out on. Well, stage he's saying again. that
2: the love of what he what they do is fading, which is a really sad yeah, state. I could see that. Oh man, we gotta John's go. Fading now too, Rodon.